0: You're listening to Findable Express
1: with Lou. Hi! So, if you remember from the last episode about Graham Young, the Tika poisoner, he was sentenced and he stayed at the Parkhurst Prison where he met a fellow criminal called Ian Brady. So, Ian Brady is one half of who we refer to or is associated with the Murth murderer so ian duncan Stewart is uh, born in glasgow to maggie Stewart, a 28 year old waitress the father is unknown maggie would say that the father was a reporter who died few months before ian was born and after ian is born maggie gives um, her son or hands the son into the care of john and mary sloan and maggie would actually visit Ian at this other family, but her visits would get uh, less and less frequent uh, with time as Ian will be growing up. Uh, Maggie actually moves to Manchester and gets married to Patrick Brady. So, this is where the last name Brady comes from. Ian Brady as kid There was a lot of talk about uh, torturing and killing animals, that he set a dog on fire, and that he would try and hunt also kids. And Brady was also interested in World War II, in Nazis. Um, He liked Hitler. He would, uh, or he really liked Mein Kampf. He also preferred to read about sadism. By the age of 13 and 16, um, he was charged with uh, housebreaking and burglary three times. After the third time, um, Brady actually moves uh, into Manchester to live with his mom and the stepfather. He doesn't change his way. Um, he frequently uh, spends time in the juvenile center. And in 1957, he actually learns about bookkeeping in one of the institutes he frequented and uh, gets a job as a clerk in uh, Millward's merchandising. So this is about I M. Brady. The second half of The Merse murder. Uh, murders i guess is myra hindley myra is born in manchester to bob and uh, Nellie hindley and uh, myra's father was an alcoholic he would physically abuse myra and also um, he would teach her how to fight how to step up for herself stand up for herself so in a way it was very bad because um, of the alcoholic uh, or of the alcoholism of the father and the physical abuse. But on the other hand, he was like, okay, you have to stand up for yourself, girl, Cover for it. Um, goals, but also not goals. So uh, there were a few instances, but it was very uh, well shown what kind of upbringing Myra had. Because um, there was a boy who scratched Myra's cheek and when the father saw it, he was like, no, you go there and you fight back. So what Myra did is she found the boy who scratched her and she would um, knock him down. In uh, August 1946, uh, Myra gets a sister, Maureen, uh, and Myra is sent to live with the grandparents, with the grandmom, Ellen. And Myra um, is very good at school. Um, she doesn't uh, go often to school, or she will be a lot tardy, uh, but she would still have quite good grades, so that was fine. Um, the grandma island would keep her quite a lot at home because she was uh, very worried about uh myra but um it also helped because with the, with the fact that she was staying uh, with the grandma myra got away from her alcoholic father and from the physical abuse so it was quite positive change for myra i imagine even though you cannot stay with your parents and with your sister Uh, Myra had a very good uh, friend, Michael Higgins, um, who would ask her, for instance, to go swim with her, uh, and Myra didn't go that day. It was very traumatizing for Myra to find out that uh, Michael has unfortunately um, drowned by accident that day, so Myra was very traumatized and felt very guilty, because if she would have gone with him, maybe she would be able to save him from drowning. So that wasn't very good experience uh, for uh, Myra. You know, we say that when you're hitting or you hit a crisis, um, you change or you start changing something about yourself. Some people like me, for instance, would often opt to change their hair. And this was also what Myra did. Myra bleached her hair. And Myra has a boyfriend, Ronnie Sinclair. And at 17, they get engaged. But um, Ronnie is unfortunately ditched by Myra uh, because she doesn't really feel that that's going the right way. So by Ronnie. And um, Myra is actually working as a clerk at an electrical engineering firm. And in 1961, would uh, get a job and start working at Millworth's merchandising who's working at middleware merchandising ian brady so myra and brady meet a job right so myra and ian meet um, it takes about one year for brady to have feelings back for myra and find her interesting enough to start dating her um, they would go on usual dates they would go see movies they would go they would drink wine at myra's place And uh, Brady will tell her about Hitler and Nazis and tell her that rape and murder are um, not wrong. You know, stuff that any girl dreams of um, hearing um, hint the sarcasm. Brady is so influential to or has such an impact on Myra that um, she stops going to the church. She doesn't go because there's no God, so no use um, going to church anymore this wasn't very good influence because where the murdering starts so the first victim is a 16 year old pauline reed um she vanished when she was on her way um, to a disco on the 12th of july 1963 it takes two decades uh, for her parents to figure out what happened to pauline and in 1987 after three months of search her body is found buried on um, saddle Moor. moore hence the name moore's murderer Four months after Pauline's uh, murder, Ian, Brady and Myra target the 12-year-old John. Uh, he lives or he, he's lured to the south of World War where he's sexually harassed and murdered. He's found in 1965 and uh, his body is found thanks to a picture that Brady took of Myra standing um, next to the grave that they uh, made for John. In 1964, a 10-year-old Leslie Ann goes missing. This is where it gets uh, a bit uh, worse because um, they forced this 10-year-old to pose for explicit pictures. Um, They strangled her and the couple actually records the whole act. During the trial, apparently, all could uh, see the 16 minutes of hell that the victim went through. Leslie Ann isn't the last victim of uh, the murder couple. She was found as first uh, because her arm or part of her arm was visible, so they saw it and um, they could find her body. The next victim is a uh, 17-year-old Edward Evans. Uh, they lured him to their home uh, with the same-aged uh, brother-in-law of Myra, David Smith. So David is forced to watch as uh, Brady attacks Edward with an axe, smothers him with a cushion and uh, strangles him with an electrical cable. So David is the husband of Maureen, Myra's little sister, remember? Myra moved to live with the grandma Ellen because Maureen was born. He also had a violent upbringing. His uh, teenage mom vanished and his father um, hands uh, david to the grandparents to take care of and as 11 year old david will hurt another boy with a knife he got expelled from school after punching the headmaster even after moving schools he attacked a fellow student with a cricket bat so he was really known for small or like petty crimes so, Maureen's parents weren't very happy that the daughter uh, Maureen would choose to marry this kind of guy, like a bad boy. So, Myra and Brady thought because David had this kind of upbringing and he did this kind of stuff in the past, that he would be on and uh, he would be an accomplice to their crime. David was scared. He, he didn't run away directly, he didn't start shouting because he was scared. So, he actually helped Brady and carried Edward, uh, Edward's body into a spare bedroom. When the couple was out of his sight, or uh, they were somewhere else on the house or wherever, uh, David ran back home to his wife, to Maureen. And he told Maureen everything that happened at uh, Brady's and Myra's house. He grabs a screwdriver and a kitchen knife because he feared that Brady would go for him and uh, he would try to kill him because he witnessed now the murder of Edward, and he thought that um, maybe they didn't. He wasn't convincing enough that he was completely in it with them, that he was an accomplice. So at 6 a.m., David runs to a phone booth and calls the police. Uh, police arrives to Myra's and uh, Brady's place. They found the body of Edward in a plastic bag. They also found out that at a locker at the Manchester train station. Uh, where a is stored. Inside of those suitcases were all the photographs of Leslie, the audio recording of the jury the jury could listen to of what happened on the trial that I mentioned before, and a notebook with Brady's handwriting where um, there was the name of John and descriptive plans on how to get rid of um, Edward's body. Ian Brady and Myra tried to have David involved. In all five murders, David, on the other hand, stands firm on his uh, statement and says that he was there for the fifth murder only as a bystander, but not by his own will. So, thankfully, officers see that David is truthful. Although not all of them agree and are being a bit sceptic of David, but and there are people that think that David was a very brave and um, he should be praised for what he did. Um, because uh, if he didn't report it or if he um, played dump and not say anything um, David, uh, sorry, Brady and Myra would have gotten away with murders and maybe murdered even more people, right? So he stopped them at the fifth murder. Um, the only problem with this is that the public um, wasn't very forgiving and they would always associate uh, David with the murder and often refer him as to the third murder. Murderer. So Maureen and he try to get away uh, from all this, but it uh, follows them everywhere they go. So that's the reality they have to live with. And in 1969, uh, David is sent to prison uh, because he used a knife after someone attacked him. So Maureen leaves David and years later, David is actually facing charges um, that he killed his own father who suffered of cancer. So, the father was um, dying of cancer, and apparently, David would give to his father a glass of milk laced with um, uh, some chemical. I don't know what exactly it was. I wrote down Ben Beard to rates, but I have no idea what that is. Um, he again uh, is being charged with uh, another crime. On the other hand, Myra. Um, Is nice enough to confess that David indeed uh, is innocent and she has been lying the whole time about um, David being involved. And David at the end moves to Ireland uh, where he runs he runs a bed and 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 breakfast uh, with his second wife uh, Mary. uh, And um, he passed away in 2012. Uh, Brady and Myra are Found guilty of murdering John Kilbride, Leslie Ann Downey, Edward Evans, and sentenced to life in prison on 6 May 1966. In 1985, their cases reopened and they confessed to killing Pauline Reed and Keith Bennett. Myra dies at the age of 60 in 2002 and Brady at the age of 79 in 2007 because of cancer. Keith Bennett's uh, body is never found, so his mother uh, passes away in 2012 without finding uh, her son's body and fulfilling her wish for her son to have a proper burial. So at the beginning I mentioned the relationship, uh, and also on the last episode, between Graham and Brady. Uh, apparently they met in prison, apparently they had some relationship going on, if it was friendship or who knows what. But uh, when I was looking into it a bit further, the only thing I could find is that Brady, according his uh, fellow prisoners, if on in Durham where he was, or if in Parker's prison, um, that he was not allowed to go uh, out of his cell. He had to be away from all the other prisoners. And apparently um, he could go for exercise at 2 or 3 a.m uh, when everyone else would be asleep. Um, it is said that apparently he wasn't very liked by the other prisoners that they were worried um, he would be attacked or killed and brady himself would be scared because uh, the prisoners would get tea served right and brady would always ask if graham was perhaps not in the near kitchen because he thought that graham would try and poison him so on the other hand I found stories or like I found mention that they played uh, like something together. I don't know what kind of game or that they were actually like somehow having like a friendship because they bonded over um, their love towards Hitler. So I'm not sure exactly what the relationship between these two was. Just wanted to tell you that this is the other story that was um, mentioned by one of the fellow prisoners. In 1985, uh, Brady was actually diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. But uh, yeah, he doesn't get out of the prison. Uh, I heard that he was stationed at um, like the prison system of uh, mental ward. Uh, but uh, still, he was in prison and he wasn't released as he passed away in 2012. So this is the story of the mur- uh, murderers. Ian Brady and his uh, fellow friend accomplice Myra. Let me know what you think about this one. Um, for me, it was quite interesting to see how the two lives of these people collide, and that they would misuse. Perhaps we don't really know what is David's story, but that they would misuse the fact what they knew about David in order to find an accomplice, a third person to join their murder spree. So yeah, uh, this is it uh, for today's episode. I hope you liked it. And you may imagine, or you may be thinking, okay, so on the episode of the Tika Poisoner, she mentioned Ian Brady, the Murd murderer. And then she mentioned also Dr. Crippen right the the hero of um graham of deca poisoner so yes um come back for next episode where we will look into dr krippen thank you for listening in and see you next week or hear you next week you hear me okay bye